Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome back. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast. So today we are talking about self-awareness and leadership, and it is essential for leadership success, but how do you do it? That's where we're going today. So what is self-awareness and leadership? This is an aspect of a person where they can recognize and understand their emotions, their strengths, their weaknesses, their values, their limitations, because this awareness allows you to develop as a leader. It allows you to make better decisions, build stronger relationships, and because you're showing up authentically, it inspires others along the way. They see you as a real human being. So this podcast episode, we're going to explore the importance of self-awareness and leadership, define it in a leadership context, and then get into what it looks like and some tips that you can develop it to, whether you are in leadership or someone who aspires to be. So stay tuned. So why is self-awareness important in leadership? Well, it isn't just important, it's crucial. And the reason it's crucial is because it allows you as a leader or an aspiring leader to fully understand yourself and your impact on others. So when leaders are self-aware, they are in tune with their strengths and weaknesses. They can acknowledge their blind spots because we all have them. And they make necessary adjustments to become better versions of themselves. So in other words, You realize you don't know what you don't know, but you continue to seek the answers that are inside of you. So good for you. Self-awareness also allows you to recognize your emotions, how they affect you, your decision-making, and your interactions with others. Leadership is not a solitary journey. It involves others. So leaders who are self-aware, they don't get hijacked by their emotions, and they can respond to challenging situations in a constructive rather than uh, a reactive sort of way. So what does it look like in leadership? So in a leadership context, let's put it this way, self-awareness is someone who is introspective, um, perhaps more humble, more open-minded. A self-aware leader is willing to ask for feedback. Um, They are someone who is open to listening to other people's perspectives and can admit their mistakes. They have a deep understanding of themselves, their values, their core values, their priorities, their goals, why they want their goals, and everything that they do aligns with that, with their uh, their actions align with um, that understanding. So a self-aware leader also recognizes their impact on others and seeks to build positive relationships. And again, when you have that awareness, you are building relationships that are based on trust, based on respect and empathy. And who doesn't want that? But where's the starting place on this journey to become more self-aware? Well, I start with the power of the mind. So understanding the conscious and unconscious minds is crucial to developing effective leaders. So the conscious mind, that's responsible for your awareness, your thinking, your reasoning, your decision-making. And in contrast, the unconscious mind, where I say the true power lies, influences our behavior. 
um, and it influences our decision making, but without us realizing it. Okay, so leaders who understand the roles of both minds, these are the people who are set up to make intentional decisions to guide their departments and their teams. So it's not happening by chance, it's happening by choice. But it's especially critical for leaders to be aware of their unconscious minds because when it comes to the conscious, unconscious, your conscious thinking is 5% of your thinking. Your unconscious thinking is 95% of your thinking. So that's where the power lies because your biases, your beliefs, your habits, that's where they all live. And some of these may be limiting you and your leadership journey. So let's talk next about how do you develop more self-awareness as a leader. I've got some tips for you, as I always do. I want to send you away with something constructive. And here's the first tip. Take some time to elicit your core values. Diving into this and eliciting your core values as a leader is its just so incredibly important. And one way to do this is to ask yourself good questions about what motivates you, what brings you joy, what brings you fulfillment, what is it that you would be willing to stand up for or do you stand up for? So consider, you know, making a list of this and then look at the qualities and characteristics that are the patterns in this list. What are the qualities and characteristics of people that you admire? Uh, perhaps things that you want to embody in your own leadership style. Reflect on your past experiences where you felt the most fulfilled and things were in that space of flow instead of forcing it. Another helpful exercise to elicit your core values is to make a list of values that resonate with you and then narrow them down to the top five that are the most important to you. Keep an eye on these. By choosing in favor of these, um, it helps you to be more intentional with your decisions. It helps you to build the right relationships, stronger relationships when you build relationships. And again, when people see this in you, then it's something that they can embody in themselves. So you are inspiring others with a sense of purpose and direction along the way. Tip number two, start the process of understanding your emotions. So to be an effective leader, it's critical to understand and manage your emotions. So reflect on how you feel, Okay, so being aware of how you feel, being willing to go underneath that, why you feel that way, looking for any triggers that evoke strong emotions, this will help you to start understanding your emotions. So by understanding and managing your emotions, you can make necessary adjustments and leave, um, lead from a place of clarity and empathy. So mindfulness, journaling, seeking feedback, um, any of these introspective processes that you pay attention to will help you in understanding your emotions as well as physical sensations. They come up in our bodies for a reason because it's something that we are meant to pay attention to. Tip number three, be willing to explore your strengths and your weaknesses. So understanding your strengths and weaknesses as a leader, it requires a combination of self-reflection, okay, uh, feedback from others, a willingness to learn and grow. If you think you know it all, then you aren't in a place where you are willing to explore your strengths and weaknesses, and you can't grow from that space. You can conduct a self-assessment. You can gather people that you trust and get some feedback from them, whether that is colleagues, uh, friends, family, uh, people that you have uh, 
a trusting relationship with. You can take leadership assessments. I like the predictive index assessment. Uh, the reason I do is because it is solely focused on how you show up at work and how others see you at work and whether you're working with your natural gifts or against them. That can be exhausting. Also, observing other leaders. Who is it that inspires you? It's a good question. By being honest with yourself and being open to feedback, you can identify areas that are improvement for you. Become a more effective leader in the process. Tip number four, discover your limitations. So different than strengths and weaknesses, um, limitations can kind of fall under weaknesses, but they're a little different because limitations are uh, usually around your thinking and thoughts will guide you to your limitations. They'll reveal your beliefs and your assumptions. So we hold assumptions about ourselves and the world around us, and either they are supporting us or they might be sabotaging us. So when we become aware of our thoughts, we can identify the patterns and the themes that may be limiting our potential or preventing us from uh, achieving what we want in our leadership in life. So for example, negative self-talk. Do you have a negative Nelly or a negative Nate in your head? Forgive me if your name is Nelly or Nate. We don't say Debbie Downer for a reason. Um, but if you have limiting thoughts in your head, they can lead to limiting beliefs like I'm not good enough or I can't change or I can't do this. I'm not meant to be a leader. You know, when you catch that sort of language going on in your head, um, that's a win. And then it's your job to challenge that thinking and change it to something that supports you instead. So by paying attention to thoughts and questioning those thoughts, we can discover limitations and then work to overcome them. So here's my question for you. What will you do next? This is not a one and done process. It's a journey. It is a journey to creating leadership success on your terms. You get to define it. So my hope is that you'll pick one of the tips from above and start the process today. So until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve and self-awareness too. And bye-bye for now. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.